Heavenly Father, this morning, we are, are worshiping you wholeheartedly, and as we open your word, may you challenge us and push us and move us, uh, change us whatever it takes to help us to see your calling on our lives. So bless us now, in Jesus' name, amen. You may or may not know this, but one of the hardest roles to fill in a church setting is the maintenance man. You don't think about it until something's broken, and then you really think about it. Uh, we are so blessed at Forest Lake Church to have one of the greatest gentlemen of all time. He's also a fantastic maintenance director. Here he is on the screen, Bill Alvarez. You know this man? He, he is incredible. He, you got electrical problems, he can do it. Plumbing, he can handle it. Painting, fixing, repairing, this guy can do it all. He is a great dude. Uh, he, he, I don't even know if he's here this morning. Either way, he is phenomenal. Several years ago, at my last church in Marietta, we were struggling so hard to find a maintenance man. And when things are falling apart, it just makes life so much worse. We, we looked at applications from all over the place. We went to indeed.com, didn't get anywhere there. We, we asked friends, neighbors. Finally, we ended up with this guy. Here he is on the screen, Michael. He's a good guy. He graduated from Georgia Cumberland Academy, and he decided that he was going to go to college right there in Marietta. And even though he didn't have a lot of experience, he was willing and that church was very passionate about investing in the passions of young people. And so we said, let's give this guy a shot. He may not know all these different details and how to do things, but let's mentor him. Let's train him. Let's equip him. Let's believe in him. And as he started, you know, everybody can run a lawnmower. So he was running that, doing well. But one of his first jobs was to build something with me. Now, the school in Marietta is only is about 130 students now. Um, and it's right next to the church. And one of the teachers this summer that I'm talking about, her name is Ashley Shuley. In fact, she's a member here at Forest Lake Church. She teaches down at OJA, and uh, she was there in Marietta with me. And she was moving from one classroom to another classroom. Now, her classroom before had cabinets galore. You could store anything you wanted there. But her new classroom had a closet that was completely empty. And so Michael and I, on a Tuesday morning, got up, got to the church. We took measurements of the closet we went to Home Depot, we bought two by fours and screws and plywood, and we started working. Now, anything that I knew how to do, uh, uh, I had been given from someone else to me, but I felt like a master carpenter that day. This young buck, first time he'd ever held a drill in his hand. First time he'd ever used a skill saw, which is very dangerous. We all ended up with our fingers, we're still good. Uh, he, I, I showed him on a measuring tape how you can see every 16 inches, you see a little mark there where the studs are in walls. Some of you know this, some of you just learned it now, you're welcome. And he was, his mind was blown on what we could do. And at the end of the day, this is what, what it looked like. Here it is. Ooh, I heard an ooh and an ah, this is good. Oh, yes. <laughs> First service, there was no reaction. I had, to, I had to ask them again if they could see it clearly. Man. He loved this project so much that in the following week or two, he went into the classroom with one of his friends and he, he asked Ashley, he said, Ashley, is it okay if I show my friend the project that Pastor Matt and I built? And so he went in there all proud to see what it could be. The whole time we were building, I was showing him something that someone else had shown me. I was paying it forward what someone else had given me and I was passing it right along to somebody else. 
I believe that God has called us to be a blessing to others, to be others-focused, and to pass on blessings that God gives us to somebody else, paying it forward. Do you agree with me this morning? See, I truly believe that the way we are designed by the Creator is to be incredibly selfless, especially as disciples, to give what we have to somebody else. And it's incredibly challenging in the world and society that we live in, especially here in America. Everything around us is focused on us. The world tells us it's all about self. I mean, we spend our lives taking selfies as we, uh, as we continue this selfishness. Every cool gadget on the planet, and some of you will have a hard time with this, every cool gadget on the planet starts with the letter I. Are you with me? iPhone, iPad. Now, some of you won't get this, and it's okay. You can Google it later. We can't even spell Nintendo Wii without two eyes. Some of you, some of you got that. Okay, it's cool. Google it, the rest of you. Uh, th- this is really how culture and society is. It's all about me. It's all about what I can do. It's never about what I can do for somebody else. Yet God's design for us is to be others-centered and outward-focused. I love how Paul writes it in the book of Philippians. Here's what he says. He says, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others, having this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. We're called to be other-centered and to be outward-focused and to pass on and pay it forward the blessings that God gives us. In the Old Testament, right at the beginning of the Bible, in Genesis, Abraham, before he's uh, got his new name, Abraham, he's still Abram, he gets a specific calling for him that's the same calling for you and me as God gives it to him. He's 75 years old at this point, and God gives him a beautiful calling. And I invite you to open your Bibles with me to Genesis chapter 12, where you can read it with me. If you didn't bring your Bible, you can open the blue book in front of you where you, where you can follow along on page 8 as we read this passage. Genesis is the first book of the Bible, but it's probably the hardest to find because you've got to get through the table of contents and the preface and all this stuff. Genesis chapter 12. When you get there, say amen. All right, we'll give you a few more minutes. That was weak. Genesis chapter 12, the story of Abram, the call of Abram. We're just going to read the first three verses, and we'll just dwell on them today. Genesis 12, verse 1. Here's what my Bible says. It says this, The Lord had said to Abram, Go from your country, from your people, from your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. He says, I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. That's the end. That's the calling. Short and sweet and to the point. And I love how God gives it to him in a package deal with three parts. A command, a promise, and a blessing. A command, a promise, and a blessing. God says, Abram, I want you to go. Leave everything you know. Your father's land, your friends, your property. Go. Not where you're comfortable. I want you to go somewhere else. I want you to go to land I'm taking you to. 
you trust me in this. I have a spot for you. It's all picked out. I'll guide you all the way there, but you go there, not here, over there. He says, I want you to go. And I don't know how comfortable I am with God telling me that same thing. I mean, how do you feel if God says, uproot your family? Uh, you've got a great friend network here. It's time for you to leave. I want you to go somewhere else, not here where you're comfortable, where you're not comfortable. That's where I want you. I mean, I mean, in our situation, if this is what God asks us to do, it, it changes things quite a bit. You're taking a step out in faith. You're, you're making adjustments in your life. But to be others-centered and outward-focused and to pass on blessings that God gives you, sometimes you have to make those adjustments. And for you, it may look something like this. As you're budgeting during the month, it may mean, okay, I want to pass on these blessings to someone else, and so I'm going to do the hard thing, and, and, and God tells me to go somewhere else, so I'm going to readjust my budget to put finances there, over there, where it can help someone. Or maybe it's this one, and I think this is probably the hardest of all of us. Uh, it may mean uprooting yourself from part of your network and your community that you have, from the close-knit friends that you have, not getting rid of them, but moving outside of them, beyond them, so you can connect with others that may need a blessing more. Uh, maybe some of you, it's completely different. You may have to fill in the blank for what it means to you. It might mean uh, something about handling your time differently, changing the way you do things. But when God gives a command to go somewhere else, whether it's an easy command or it's a hard command, I believe he really wants you to do it. So God gives Abram the command, and then he gives him this promise. I'm going to read it again right there in my Bible. Just from verse 1, it says, The Lord had said to Abraham, Go from your country, your people, your father's household, to the land I will show you. Verse 2, here's the promise. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I love that. That's the promise. And if I'm reading this Bible the way that uh, I think it could be written, I wonder if this promise is slightly conditional, almost an if-then, where God says, Abram, I want you to go, and if you go, then I have this blessing for you. It's a promise for you. Uh, if you don't go, then you probably won't experience it. And I don't think that this is an if-then kind of thing where Abram is thinking, oh, prosperity gospel. God wants me to go there, and if I go there, then I get the blessing. So I'm going to go so that I can get those blessings. I don't think that's what Abram's thinking. I think it's just kind of black and white. God says, uh, Abram, I want you to do this. And when you do this, you're going to experience something you've never experienced before, and it'll be powerful in your life. And so Abram says, I'm going to do it. God says, if you'll drop it all, if you'll cut the ties, if you'll move on, then I have a great blessing for you. Now here's the, the third part, and we're moving right along through this passage. It's the blessing part. Abram says, I'll follow God. You give me the command, I'm gone. He leaves, and God gives him this promise. He says, if you go, I will bless you. And we get to the third part, the blessing. And Abram is an example of what God can really do with his power in blessing. Because God did bless him. Oh, he blessed him real good. He had children who had children who had children and more children until the children of Israel, the children of Abraham, inherit this whole earth. He had land, lots of land. He became famous and respected. He was blessed. Do you ever stop to think about how blessed we are? You know, at night, uh, when Jen and I are in bed, we're about to go to sleep, 
we almost always have a prayer and, and before my head touches the pillow, because I've got about 10 seconds between when my head touches the pillow and when I'm asleep. Any of you guys like that? Yeah, yeah, it's instantaneous. Uh, we have a prayer together and regularly, I think about the blessings that God has given me. He's given me an incredible wife, unbelievable kids, an amazing church family and job that I love so much. Uh, he's blessed me with health. I have everything that I need and almost everything that I could want. And I wonder sometimes, why would God bless me that way? Why would he bless me? I've done nothing to earn it. He just blesses me. And the answer to that question of why God blesses us is the point of this message. And I think we can see it in the calling of Abraham. Abram. Let's read verse 2 and 3 together. Here it is again. God says, once you go, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great. And here it is. And you will be a blessing. I will bless those who curse you, bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. It's almost like God is saying, I'm going to give you incredible things. I'm going to bless you in big ways, but I want you to pay it forward. I want you to pass the blessings on to others. And you know the story of Abraham. He goes, he's blessed. In fact, his children have more children who have more children who end up giving us the greatest gift ever for all humanity, for all of the earth, and that's Jesus, the Savior. That's paying it forward, the blessing that came uh, before he could even think about it. And I wonder sometimes about these blessings that pay it forward how often do we have opportunities, divine appointments that are put in front of us for us to bless others? God's given us the gifts, God's given us the blessings, but how often do we, we not pay attention enough to realize that God's put something in our path, in something in our journey, a person, a situation where he wants us to bless someone else? How often do we miss those opportunities? I believe it happens all the time, a time for us to pay it forward. You know, not too long ago, I was perusing Facebook and one of those clickbait leaks come up, came up. I'm a sucker for those clickbait things. Are you guys suckers for those? Man, if, if I didn't have a Mac computer, I think I would have so much spam and viruses in there. I click on all this stuff. So, th so this one pops up and it was like 45 ways of people doing something kind. And I thought, I like this. Let me, let me click on this. And as I read through this 45 pictures and stories, tears well up in my eyes and they slip over my cheeks and they start landing on my desk. And I brought some for you this morning, not all 45 because we'd be here way too long, but some of my favorites about people that are blessed that choose to pay it forward and give the blessing to somebody else as they follow God's calling. So here's the first one, uh, a parking lot, a parking attendant, you know, the, uh, the, the officials that walk down the sidewalk and they put a mark on your tire to know how long you've been there. Uh, the, the, the meter maid or whatever they're called. Um, she, she, this is what happens. Here's a picture of it. There's a family with their car. They write the, the note on the right. They say, dear parking official, we've lost our key. We're trying to find it. Otherwise, we have to go and get another one out of town. Please take pity. The, the, the uh, meter person on the left says, driver, I sincerely hope you find your key. Consideration granted for today. They've, ex they've experienced grace and they pass it along. They've experienced a blessing and they pay it forward to somebody else. 
Here's another one. You'll like this one. Here's the picture of it. It's hard to see up there. An older lady in an elevator, a young, strong-backed college kid says, you know what? She needs a place to sit. So down on hands and knees he goes where she can ride on the elevator. He's blessed with health and he says, let me pass it forward. God gave this to me. Let me pass it on to you. Here's another one. This is a cool story. Here's the picture. Uh, this is, this is uh, an Egyptian woman. She goes to this place every day and they have food trucks there. Well, the kid there without any shoes on, he's one of the kids from the food truck people. And so she sits with him daily and helps him learn how to read. She has education. She passes it on. A blessing that she pays it forward. Um, here's the next one. You get the picture. I'll, I'll read the, the quote. Here's what it says. The person that took this picture said, I saw this woman buy two meals at a street vendor and give this man one of the meals. She introduced herself and talked to him about his life. She was his equal and just wanted to express inclusion to a fellow human being. Isn't that beautiful? That's others focused. Let me have what I have and I'm going to give it to you. Uh, here's another one. I like this one. Anybody can do this one. This is on a vending machine. It's just a, an envelope. It says, random act of kindness. Enjoy a drink and treat on me. Isn't that awesome? It's, what is that? 50 cents or a dollar or two? Here's my blessing. Let me pass it on to you. Uh, here's another one. Go ahead and put it on the screen. <laughs> Let me read the quote. It says, it's a note. You do not know me, but I saw that you needed some tires for your truck. And I wanted to do something nice for a stranger because one day a stranger did the same for me. The receipt is in the envelope and all you have to do is go buy warehouse tire on 3rd Street and ask for Stephen Hodges and they'll put them on for free. All I ask is that one day you do something nice for a complete stranger. I missed this exact opportunity one time. We were living in Buford, Georgia, uh, on the other side of Atlanta, the east side of Atlanta. And this was before we had kids. And, and Jen and I, we would often walk the neighborhood. And, and at the bottom of the hill, down in the cul-de-sac, there was this old, rusty beater of a car, an old Honda Accord that was just falling apart. No hubcaps. One of the, only one of the doors was wired closed. It, it was missing a window, so anytime it rained, it would just pour water in there. And regularly, we would walk by this car and I would notice the tires and the, the steel belts just pulling out of the rubber. And I'd think, this guy's going to have a crash. He's going to wreck somebody else out. And I often thought, we should got, get him tires. And I missed it because one day we walked down there and he's got brand new tires on there. I wonder if it was this guy. Could have been. What are the opportunities God's putting in front of you? Uh, let's see. Okay, here's another one. Here's this, it is on the screen. It's hard to read it. It says this. This is a dry cleaners. It says, if you're unemployed and need an outfit clean for an interview, we will clean it for free. It's not going to cost them any more money. They want to help somebody else out. Here's another one. This is an 82-year-old retired barber. He takes his clippers to the park and he just trims up guys' beards and cuts their hair and all he charges is a hug. He's got the gift and he passes it on to somebody else. Here's another one for you athletes out there. Uh, you can see what's happening here. This world-class marathon runner. She's running by this guy that is handicapped. And instead of just running on, she helps him get his water bottle. She could be focused on winning the race, but she's not. She's focused on somebody else. Here's another one. This is a police officer. I think it's in New York. You can see the man on the ground there. And, and uh, he goes inside and buys this man some boots for the winter and puts them on his feet. Just a random act of kindness. Here's another one, very similar story. 
The person took this picture of the guy on the left. You can see he's got one shoe on, he's putting another one on. They also took a picture of the guy that took his shoes off his own feet and gave it to this man so that he could have his own. These people are paying it forward. They're taking the blessings that God's given them and they're passing it on to somebody else because they understand that the calling of a disciple is to exist for somebody else. They are being a blessing because they've been blessed. Back in 2013, 10 years ago, it's a long time ago, I finally finished Ironman Louisville. Here's some pictures of the, the, uh, the finish line. That's the skinniest Matt Smith's ever been, I think. I think I lost about 20 pounds that day. It was uh, a long day, 97 degrees in the middle of August. Uh, the uh, 2.4 mile swim went really well. And the bike ride 112 miles was brutal. And I came into the transition tent just absolutely exhausted. And uh, the, in the tent there, they have two. They have girls and they have boys. And there's chairs set up and you have your transition bag and you can change your clothes and you can uh, get some refreshment. And I had little Debbie stuffed in there because that's the best treat ever always. And uh, I was sitting in there. There's people that are dehydrated. Some people are passed out. Some people over here, it's gross, but they're throwing up into cups and sitting it down. It, it's just miserable in there. But I knew that if I left the tent, my marathon time would start. And so I thought, I'm just going to sit here and recover a little bit before I go. And as I was getting ready to leave the tent, here's a picture of that tent. As I'm getting ready to leave that tent, a volunteer from the female tent, the female changing tent, she comes running into the male tent and she asks the volunteers very loud. She says, does anyone have a size eight right side running shoe? She was she had heard of a girl who'd taken her transition bag and opened it up. She's changing her clothes. She's trained for a year for this event, and she only pulls one shoe out, and her right side, size eight running shoe was missing. She's faced with a marathon to hop along with one shoe on. So this volunteer rushes into the, the guy's changing tent, and she says, does anyone have a size eight right side running shoe? And I laughed inside thinking, no one's given up their shoe. And instantly, this volunteer who's at the front, without even thinking, he drops down to his knee and he takes his right side size eight running shoe off and he hands it to this lady who rushes it to the other tent so this girl who's trained a year for this, she can run a race. He didn't think about the stinky foot of this other person that was going in his running shoe. He didn't even think if he'd ever get that shoe back. He didn't even worry that he probably had four or five more hours of volunteering where he'd only have one shoe on his foot. He was thinking about somebody else and about the blessing that he had that he wanted to give somebody else. What are the blessings that you've been given, that God's given you, that you can give to somebody else? What are the divine appointments that God puts in your life as he leads you and guides you? Who are the people that he's put you to meet? What are the opportunities to pay it forward? You know, because I wholeheartedly believe that we are called to pay it forward, I want to lead our church into doing something that I believe will be incredibly powerful, and it's happening at the end of this month. In fact, here's the, the, the graphic on the screen for you. I call it 
local mission outreach. It's a mission trip that I bring to you. You don't have to go to Guatemala or go to Nicaragua or go to Africa. It's right here. June 30th through August 3 from 7 to 9 p.m. It's a weird time. That's intentional. That's for anyone. Even if you work all day, you can come and still pay it forward and bless someone else. Here's what it looks like. And I don't have all the details for you because that'll happen about the week before this. But I want to do this as close as we can to our church. As, as close as we can as we share Jesus' love in a practical way. And I'm thinking it's going to happen right across the street. You know Mirror Lake right across the way? There's neighborhoods back in there. Some houses are nice. Some are in disrepair. I want to find those houses. And I, I've done this before. And I, you could go with me if you'd like. And I'm going to go knock on some doors. And I'm going to say, hey, I noticed that your, your gutter's falling off your house. Or your, your plants are overgrown. Or you have a porch that's falling down. Or you could use some help around here. And I, I'm sure that God will lead me to people that need help. So from 7 to 9 p.m., those four nights, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, five nights, Thursday nights, 7 to 9 p.m., I'll tell you where it is. All you got to do is show up. We might do landscaping. We might do painting. We might sand and stain a porch. Uh, it can be for old people and young people and families. It can be for anybody. And I'm hoping that I'm overwhelmed with how many people choose to come and pay it forward and be a blessing in our local community. No strings attached, just showing Jesus' love in a practical way. My prayer is that God will continue to push our hearts towards others, that he will give us ears that can hear and eyes that can see, and that we will see the divine appointments and ways that we can pay it forward to others. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, today, as we have thought of the story and the calling of Abram, um, may you continue to challenge us and push us, push us as a church to be more others-focused and, and challenge us to see others first. So God, we can't wait to see you, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen.